What's up, everybody? I'm Vaughn. I'm Jenny. Thanks for rocking with us. And you're listening to Chameleon Love. What is Chameleon Love? Chameleon Love stems from a conversation I had with my wife, just letting her know that my love for her will always change. It'll have to change in the season that she's in, in the time frame that she's in, no matter the situation that she's going through, my love has to adapt to her. Much like a chameleon adapts to their environment, they blend in. I have to make sure that I adapt to her love. I have to love her how she is, and as she continues to change, I'll have to continue to find ways to love her as she is in that particular time frame. That's chameleon love. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Chameleon Love. So today's topic, we're going to talk about 12 play. Now, I know what you're thinking. Thinking R. Kelly. (laughs) But that's not what it's about. 12 play, though it is a play off of R. Kelly, we're actually talking about the 12 plays to a successful relationship. Um, And we're just going to hit on each topic or each subtopic and just tell you what our take is, what helps us, what has helped us, and how you can also improve your relationship as well. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. So the first one, and this is in no particular order, the first one is love play. Now I chose love play because you have to love the person that you're with in order for the relationship to be genuine and also for it to be successful. A lot of times people get into a relationship, they may like that person, but they don't love them. Mm -hmm. Or honestly, they may love that person and they may not like them. It can go either way, but I think love is the backbone and the, and the, the set standard for that. What do you think about that, Jane? Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you really can't have a relationship without love. And uh, love is the foundation of your relationship, your marriage, your future. And what does that look like? Now, though love may look different to various people, it still is to remain consistent. And without that consistency in your in your relationship, you don't really have anything to go on. So I, I definitely think that love plays a huge role. Um, you're not going to like the person that you're with all the time. You know, some days we <laughs> we wake up and I have to admit, some days I don't like my husband. You mm-hmm. know, I, Most I, days I, I don't like you. I don't like not you. Really. <laughs> No, nah, but but but, but it know, is uh, uh, the reason why we named our podcast Chameleon Love is because that essential part is your love is going to have to change. Right. Um, you you hear it in the intro every time you listen to the podcast, where my love for her and her love for me has to change as I evolve and as she evolves. So we have to adapt. Right. So you know, love is about finding how you need to love that person, you know, whether it's through their love language or whether it's through experience, how you need to love that person and then trying to execute that as best as you can. Right. Uh, Number two is communication play. Now, everybody always hear the cliche thing that communication is key to the relationship. But how do you communicate? What does your communication style look like? Now, everyone has the same communication style. Communication doesn't necessarily mean verbal. It can mean uh, your body language. It can mean your posture. Mm. All that plays a factor into communication. Most time people hear communication and we think of, you know, verbal, saying Mm. something and, you know, listening, having a conversation. But it doesn't always have to be that. You can communicate through sign language. You can communicate through body language. 
you know. Yeah, I I, I want to just chime in right there. You know, with the communication, I would say effective and efficient communication. Those are two things that really go hand in hand with one another. Just because you're communicating something doesn't mean it's an effective way to deliver your message to your mate. Can you give an example on that? If there's something that you don't like, if your mate does something that they don't that you don't like, and instead of getting upset about it or ask, you know, why did you do that? You know, we're really quick to respond in out of emotion, but if I, if I respond emotionally, then most likely how I respond is going to trigger a, a reaction or the wrong kind of reaction may trigger the wrong kind of reaction from my mate, from from your So are you your saying spouse. like being empathetic in a sense of trying to figure out why your mate did what they did or right. said what they said? Yeah, and and that's on the other end of things on on a response on an effective response right but i'm talking about in the delivery of it instead of getting upset about why your mate did what they did how about just you know casually asking them hey babe i really didn't appreciate you know how you answered me earlier or or, or help me to understand why you chose to do what you did today help i me. think i think that was one of one of the biggest things that you said to me when we were early on in our relationship was my delivery how yeah. i how I was, I had every great intention on, you know, being honest and being open with you. And I didn't mean any harm by it, but the way I delivered the message to you was all the way wrong, all right. the way off. And you didn't receive it well. So you would shut down and, you know, we wouldn't talk for a couple of days or, you right. know, we would start arguing or, you know, fussing or whatever the case is. And at the end of the day, we, we ended up, you know, further apart. Than we were when we had initially mm-hmm. started arguing and because of my a delivery. whole lot of time too in that time. So now that we're learning and we're still learning how to do that because sometimes we still get in our feelings. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, sure that, do. don't don't think that just because time has passed that we don't do that anymore. No, we still do that. But now it's a more mature way of handling things. So I think that we have to be intentional. We're more intentional yeah. about effective and efficient communication. Right. Number three, attentive play. Now, attentive play means paying attention to your mate, paying attention what he or she dislikes, what he or she likes, what turns them off, what turns them on, you know, being attentive to that person. Obviously, you're going to learn your spouse or learn your mate the rest of your life, the rest of the for the duration of the time that you guys are together you're going to constantly be learning what that person likes, what that person dislikes, because it may change. Just because they like something in the beginning of a relationship doesn't mean that they're going to like that same thing in the middle of your relationship, you know, seven years into your relationship or 10 years in. Things may change, but if you're not being attentive, you're not going to know that. You're going to keep doing the same thing. And then that kind of brings you back to the communication play, the number two piece. If that person is just letting you continuously do those things that he or she dislikes and not saying anything to you about it, then you guys are going to eventually start to grow apart or you're going to start to resent that person. Or by the time they bring it up, it's going to be a big issue as opposed to something that probably started off a little smaller and could have been nipped in the bud. Would, yeah. you, would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I would say that. I would definitely say that it's necessary for you to make sure, again, you're being intentional about paying attention to your mate because that can 
it can really prevent you from having small arguments or small disagreements. It can also uh, enhance your relationship. You know, your, your mate wants to know that you're into them. Right. And nobody wants to feel like they're just there, you know, and or and, and that's also the lack of attention towards your mate can also leave an opening for somebody else for somebody else to slip in, you know, and if you're not careful, it's a really easy task. It's really easy to do. So there you go. So you, know. you mean kind of like what happened with you and me? <laughs> that's, that's what you mean? I mean, if you'd like to put it that way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're gonna do that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, kinda, another, that's another podcast. Yeah, it is. It podcast. is. But yes, to your point, <laughs> to your point. You know, touche. This is true. Uh, it definitely happened with us, and I, I, you know, I was lacking something. I was definitely lacking attention in that relationship, and you slipped right in and picked up where he left off, or and and or what, what wasn't touched. You Ooh. know. <laughs> Petty. Ooh, moving right along. <laughs> it's important, needless. To say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without without that, there would be no chameleon love podcast. Right. There you go. See. <laughs> Number four, my favorite play, foreplay. Hey, foreplay. So, foreplay is, I think, in sh- ex- extremely important, especially for men. Um, foreplay doesn't just start right before you guys are getting ready to have sex or getting ready to be intimate with each other. Right. Foreplay starts well before that. And most of the time, it probably should start mentally. Because mm. if you can mentally get her there, then physically, she'll already be ready. That's yeah. definitely important. I like that. I know the, you do. The- <laughs> <laughs> but, but But think about it. If we wake up in the morning and I walk and, and you and you and you walk by me, do you think I ain't just gonna, you know, give you a little tap on the butt like, hey, I see you, girl. Hey, and I might turn around and be like, all right, sh- all right. And then it starts. But then I don't yeah. just stop there. You shouldn't just stop there. At least I wouldn't. I go all day. You, it's in terms of like sending text, you know, maybe phone conversation, however it may look. However, you may think it should look. Yeah, it starts early, and so and I think that keeps the relationship spicy. I think it keeps it fresh. It keeps it interesting. You know, it keeps it fun. Yeah. Because w- what do you typically hear about married people? What do you What do you typically it's hear? Routine. Like, that is routine. routine. That it's sex the same stops. thing all over again. The sex stops. Don't have and kids. And if you, you had kids, you really not go. Right. <laughs> it, I mean, you, you hear yeah, all you know. these stigmas around marriage, and, and not necessarily even if it's marriage, but but more so sp- specifically if it's marriage, you hear all these stigmas around it when it comes to sex, and it is what you make it. Yeah. You, you have to be intentional about making time for your mate, for you guys to be intimately involved. Yeah, but then if, also, you know, just to piggyback off what you said, you know, being intentional about giving time, but also be intentional about turning that person on. Like, what's their what's their thing, you know, their likes or dislikes? What what makes them feel good? For change women, it up. Talk for about women, it. it is emotional. A lot of it is emotional. If you get us mentally, then we're good. But if you mess that up mentally, 
<sighs> It'll be like the desert, you know? It could be. <laughs> oh, 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 no, oh, no, you know? oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> but it could be. So, <laughs> no, 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 again, no, no. <laughs> it really could be. So, I think, you know, that, that mental thing is really big for women. We connect an emotional, um, we have an emotional connection, and, and that really... That really will make it or break it for the day, the night, or the you know the future in right. itself. So that's a that's a big one. Number five, listening play. So here's the deal: listening and hearing Uh-oh. are two different things. Mm. There is a huge difference between listening to someone and hearing someone. That person could be talking; I can hear everything that she's saying. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm listening to her. Mm-hmm. I may be distracted watching the TV or, you know, listening to something else or, you know, involved with the kids or whatever the case is. It may be distracting me from actually listening to her. Mm-hmm. So and you have to listen effectively because most of the time they're going women are going to quiz you somehow. I don't know what that quiz is going to look like, but some at some point in time. You're going to be quizzed. I don't know. I have to say that I stay getting quizzed with you. Because <laughs> you, you, you don't listen. Because <laughs> you, you don't listen. You stay quizzing me. I think li- that's oh so God. the reverse. I think my wife, <laughs> my wife, I, I wrote, I, I put that one number five down just for her. Because my wife hears me. But she doesn't listen effectively. I am working on that. You are. But <laughs> we definitely, we, we, we have to go to study hall with this one or, or, or have some tutoring classes because, um, yeah. I'm working on that. And you're right. You can hear someone and not listen to them. Example, riding in a car. Thanksgiving Day. Let's go ahead and use that example. Oh, gosh. So, the day before Thanksgiving, we go and we pick up a turkey from Bojangles. We, they, they, it, it already, if you don't, if you've never had a turkey from Bojangles, it comes seasoned already. All you have to do is take it out the plastic, <laughs> put it in an oven. Let it sit for two hours in the oven. That's it. So, we was like, all right, let's go that route this year. We went ahead, uh, dinner over, uh, some of our friend's house. Shout out Mario. What up, man? We went and had dinner over their house, and we were tasked. We were tasked with making a turkey and bringing it over there. Yeah. Well, my wife, uh, I said, okay, Wednesday we were going to drop the kids off because we were going to have a little time to ourselves, and so I said, hey, we need to put the turkey. We we were we were tasked with making a turkey, so we need to make it in the morning, and you know, take it over there. My wife looks at me and says. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm thinking, hey, she got it. Well, we're supposed to leave at 2. 1 o'clock rolls around, and I said, babe, so that turkey is not in the oven yet, huh? It's still in the refrigerator. So so my wife says, well, you didn't tell me. Oh, my God. Listen, I really, What do you mean? You you looked looked me in my eye because I saw your eye. Look, my eye. (laughs) In the eye. And you said, okay. All right. And so, then my wife just starts to say, well, you you know, I, I don't remember saying that. I don't, so, 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 so then she gets amnesia and she doesn't remember saying well, it. Well, I don't. I really so now don't we got to wait an extra hour and have everybody but, late to eat because we forgot to put the turkey in the oven. 
No, you're right. Okay, so I didn't hear you. I didn't... You heard me. You didn't I listen wasn't effectively. effectively listening to you, obviously, mm. because you are convinced that you said that. And in my mind, I did not hear those words, you know. So, it is what it is. We had a little dispute because we were talking about going back and forth about the turkey and putting the turkey in there and us, you know, arguing about it or having a disagreement wasn't going to get the turkey baked. So, that wasn't going to work. So, thankfully... I was a bigger turkey. person, and I said, <laughs> we <laughs> forgot. We, we did. Forgot. We did forget, but you're right. In that instance, I just was not listening effectively to you. you so, sure again, wasn't. I'm working on that. Okay. Okay? Well, we're having Turkey a, uh, was good, though, right? It was good. Okay. But we're going to have a, a study hall session tomorrow. And it was done on time. At 7 o'clock, okay? <laughs> All right. I'll think about coming. Number six, vision play. Vision play is about building a future together. Like, what is your what is your vision? Uh, whether that be through vision board, whether that be through things that you write down, whether that be through you know what notes that you keep in your phone about what your plan is. What do you? What does it look like five years from now, seven years from now, ten years from now? Do you have a mission statement for your family? Does does or or if you don't, if you don't necessarily have a family, but it's just you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend, and you guys are trying to build a future together, it's good to have a mission statement. Uh, it's good to write those things out and see what it looks like for your household. Even if you don't live together, what you would like for it to look like in your household when you decide to, you know, join forces and move in together. Right. I like this one. Because it also speaks to the vision, individual visions, which is really important. Um, expound on it. You know, because it's one thing to have a vision for the family mm-hmm. and your household. But it's another thing to also have come to the table with your own vision of on your life. Sure. And, you know, individually, what, where do you want to see yourself? Sure. Because self growth is important. And I think being intertwined with a family and household, sometimes that can cause you to lose yourself, lose yourself and lose your vision, lose insight on where you're going and, and who you are in the family. So I also think that it's important for mates and spouses to care enough um, to make sure that their their loved one is staying true to their individual goals and, and, and visions that they've made for themselves, too. So not only holding each other accountable for what the family wants, what we want to do as a family, mm-hmm. but also holding each other accountable for accomplishing our individual goals. Yeah, and, and to make sure that you're encouraging that, whatever that vision is for yourself. You know, how does that fit in to the vision of the family? How can we make it that way? And if it doesn't fit, then what can we do? What can I do to help you move that vision? And make that vision it, to rea- make, uh, make that vision a reality. And is it realistic? Not right. only for yourself, That's but true. is it realistic for the family as well? Mm-hmm. You know, if you mm-hmm. got a goal of moving to Norway so you can see the northern lights every night <laughs> that's probably not realistic maybe for the family right but it, it was it, maybe it used to be maybe it used to be maybe but it changed it does change as you know chameleon love you know as as life changes expectations visions change but 
in itself, what should also, what's consistent is that there should always be a vision, whether it's for the family or whether it's individual. So I like that one. And I like the fact that we have been, since we've been dating, since we've dated, we have been true to staying, um, being consistent in each other's vision. And now we're starting to see those come to life. Did you say that? Facts. Facts. So the next one, number seven, which is a huge one, um, but so important, financial play. Finances. I I can't emphasize that one enough. It's so interesting that before you get married or go into a relationship or you're engaged, we heard it a lot before we were. It went before we were married and people would say, man, don't, you know, be careful with the finances because finances can make it or break it. And it can. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen that. It can make make a relationship or break the relationship. Um, and one thing that we have, we strive, we strive to do is to make sure that we're open with our finances, that we're talking having those uncomfortable conversations about finances, um, that we're reviewing our finances and that we are, you know, we're praying over our finances, but we're also connecting over our finances. And I think that's one of those things where when you, before you get married, they're all yours, your finances, what you make is yours. Right. And to an extent you go into marriage thinking that way. Individually, it's like what I make is still mine. Um, But in reality, that's really not how marriage is set up. You know, what you make anymore, what you make now is no longer just yours. It's the households. It's your husband's. It's your mate's. So I think that's one of those things that people are uncomfortable, can be uncomfortable talking about pre-marriage. And then as a result, it doesn't get easier after marriage. But it's a very needed conversation um and it's one of those things that you you can't do without so what do you what do you think about financial play and um you know the 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 things the adversity that we've met with finances i mean i I just think that just keeping those communication lines open before 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 we got married a lot of people would say you know the biggest argument that married couples have is about finances well we've been dating since 2010 and I don't recall us ever having an argument about finances. Can, do you recall? I don't recall ever having an argument about finances, which is awesome. But I also, I do recall very, very uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations. conversations. But at the yeah. same time, yeah. but at the same time, we've never, never argued about who was misusing money, who was doing something Mm-mm. with we've never had that thank thank god and and hopefully we never have to have an argument about that but finances can be tough um i think it's important to know what your mate's financial status is before you guys get into a serious committed relationship oh, yeah, definitely in terms of like you guys are talking about marriage and and going forward in, in a union because you need to know what that other person have what student loans do they have what kind yeah. of debt do they have because ultimately when you guys get married that debt sort of becomes yours it yeah, may be in their it. individual name but if something happens to that person and it's just you left. Guess who taking over that debt? Mm-hmm. So you know you need to know what that person has, how 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 much debt that they may be in. You know what banks and credit unions that they have their money at. Yeah. Um, I think it's essential to be 
um, um, on their accounts in terms of like a beneficiary. You might not necessarily have to have all joint accounts. Like some people have their preferences on. Oh, you should you should combine all of your accounts. <coughs> Jen and I don't combine all of our accounts. We have some accounts together. We have some separate accounts. Yeah. But I'm a beneficiary on her account. She's a beneficiary on my accounts. We keep each other in the know and what's going on um, in our accounts, which kind of leads us to number eight. Yeah, the trust play. I think your trusting and financial they, financial play they go right. Um, they go hand in hand. You know, that's 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 but, all that requires me to be open enough and to be transparent enough to talk about it. I think is very important. The foundation of the relationship is built on trust. That's true. Um, if I can't trust you, I can't be with you. It's hard for me to even be around you, much less try to date you and try to marry you if I can't trust you. But trust isn't built overnight, and trust takes it's not. time. It takes time to and, build. But it takes consistency, and it, 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 it takes um, openness and transparency. And guess what? Sometimes you're going to mess up in that trust too, but you also have to be open enough to forgive. You know, that's a whole nother thing about trust. I think another big part of trust is with, if you do make a mistake or or when, when you make a mistake, cause you will make a mistake Yeah. when you make that mistake or if it's a big oops or whatever the case is to be man or woman enough to come to your partner and be like, Hey, listen, I messed up. Yeah. This is what I did. This is what I'm trying to do to fix it mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. I think that helps build trust as well because they're like, okay, they're not trying to hide it. They're not trying to yeah. just kind of sweep it under the rug and, and just not it. say nothing. They're actually coming to me, even if I didn't know it. Not only does that help you with your trust, but that also helps uh, <laughs> your partner say, hey, okay, I, at least I know that he or she has integrity too. That integrity part is a big part of trust. Integrity is, you know, what you do when no one is looking. So if that person says, hey, if they wouldn't have told me, I would have never known about it. But the fact that they were man enough or woman enough to tell me. Even though it might hurt my feelings or I might not like it. Or it could jeopardize your relationship depending on the depending on the severity of it. it, They owned it and they said, "Okay, you know, I messed up. Hey, I'm sorry. This is what happened, and then you could potentially move on from there. Um. So, and and the next one that number nine. Yeah, number nine, prayer play. That has been so essential uh, in in our relationship and in our marriage. You know, since the beginning, and uh, prayer is one of those things that you have to grow in. It's it looks differently to everyone. And um, many people may not necessarily go to church, but they still pray. You know, or many people may um, not believe in God, but they still believe in a higher power or, you know, their, their spirituality looks different. And whatever that looks like for you, I think that it's imperative that you find it and that you you talk about it and you connect with it because that equally yoked is more than a spiritual bond. I think it's one of those things that connects you. You know, as a, as a as a couple, connects you as two individuals trying to become one. Now, for us, what prayer has done, it has strengthened us individually, and it's also strengthened us collectively. And now we're seeing prayer um, 
benefit, you know, we're seeing the benefits of prayer through our children. But even when we were dating, I remember the one thing that I had never seen in the guys that I've dated was a man that will pray for me. And that was one of those things that was essential to me. I knew that no matter what, even though you had your flaws, I didn't really know you as well. I knew that I could depend on you to cover me in prayer, even if you didn't know me. Even if I was just your friend, you still covered me in prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer to me growing up, I didn't, I didn't do it a lot until I got maybe to like high school, college. I started praying a lot more. Um, even though I was sinning, I was still praying. I know it sounds like a contradiction or oxymoron, but my thought process in my young brain at the time was, I know I'm out here doing whatever I want to do and doing what I do, but as long as I pray for that covering, for that covering and Mm -hmm. I pray, you know, for protection and, you know, God will, God, God will protect me. Ultimately he did protect me because yeah, I definitely should have either been dead in jail or had other kids, had other kids <laughs> or some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was, I was out here doing some reckless things. Both of and us. so I'm glad that I had that foundation of, of prayer and, you know, God covered me now in terms of my now life, man, I talk to God so much and you know, prayer doesn't necessarily mean that I'm getting down on my knees and, um, you know, bowing my head mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, saying a prayer. Out in my car, driving, mm-hmm. eyes open, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm talking to God. I'm in the shower, I'm talking Simple. to God. I'm, I'm doing whatever, I'm talking to God. I'm not saying I'm the holiest person or the most spiritual person. I'm just saying that God and I have a relationship. Yep. We have a covenant and we have a connection. And I talk to him often. Mm-hmm. Again, I mess up all the time. I've sinned. I sin sometimes. I mess up sometimes. But I still have that relationship where I come to him and I, you know, confess my sins or do whatever. And we have a conversation. I talk. Sometimes he talk back. Sometimes he doesn't talk back. Right. And that's fine. But at least he knows that I'm talking to him and like Jen was saying, even if, if you don't believe in God and maybe you believe in meditation or, yeah. you know, what, we have friends whatever that, that do that and, yeah, we do. And, 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 and that works for them. I don't sit up here and push, you know, my beliefs Religion on them and they don't push yeah. their beliefs on me. We may have a conversation about it and we may agree to disagree and we, and we keep it moving, but whatever helps them sleep at night, that's on them. But prayer is one of those things. For me. And, and prayer also keeps the peace in our home. Right. That's what keeps us. That's what works best for at us. At peace and, and keeps joy um, going. So the next one, fun play. I like this one. I like that because it's essential for you to have fun with the person that you love or the person that you're with. Um, are you happy? I, I see so many people all the time, you know, where they're, they dreading, they dread go, going home or um, they're, you know, thinking about thinking about their relationship like a task and i'm like man do you just have fun what what, where's the fun in your relationship like we can't i can't wait to get home to you that's one of those things that i do and i don't put on a front for that because there are some good days and bad days but essentially are you laughing a lot you know um do you guys crack jokes together do you go places do that's one of the things i like i i I love number 10 um, being fun, fun play because it 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 
it has to be fun. Yeah. It has to be fun because if, if you're not having fun, then why are you together? Yeah. Like, why am I with you if I'm not having fun? I always say this. I'm 32 years old. Lord willing, I got a good 50 years left on this earth. I hope it's longer. I pray it's longer, but I got about a good 50 years left on this earth. Why would I want to live out the rest of my years miserable Mm -hmm. and not having fun? Like marriage and relationships are what you make them. If you make it fun, it'll be fun. If you make it boring, it will be boring and it will feel like a job and a task yeah. and you'll start to hate it and it feels like a chore. Okay, oh my and you'll God, want I gotta, out. You'll want out. You'll you think of every reason to, to get out of it. But It'll start feeling like a chore. It's yeah. like, I, I, It'll oh become man, stressful I gotta too. go home. Oh, I gotta go play yeah. with the kids. Oh, I gotta take the wife out. Oh, and, and then it from from the opposite side, the woman may feel like, oh, I gotta have sex with mm-hmm. him. It's uh, an obligation I, it, for us. It, it looks at like it's oh. a, it's a chore. It's yeah. like it's like washing dishes or or you know washing a car or cutting mm-hmm. grass or something. You you dread to do it, but you do it just to keep the peace. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Like I like traveling. That's one of the things that attracted me to you was you like traveling. We I love, like traveling. We also love sports though, and and we love sports. Yeah. So. What do we do? We try to travel somewhere somewhere every mm-hmm. year. We try to travel a couple of times a year. Try to go to a couple of games. We go to a couple of games, whether that be football, baseball, or basketball. We try to go to a couple of professional games. We try yeah. to go to a couple of collegiate games. And we try to, you know, go out on dates. We try to do date night every week. It's it's a little difficult now because we have a couple of kids, but we we still try to do it every week or at least every other week we try to make sure that we get that date that date time in you know and ultimately like you were saying we laugh we laugh there's you know there there's endless laughs endless jokes inside jokes that we have right. only we get you know and and to me that keeps us connected and um it keeps us going. So, yeah, definitely have fun. Um, next, date play. Date your mate. <laughs> I like that saying because no matter what, you never stop dating. Or you should never stop dating your mate. You know, what does that date life look like in the beginning? You know, what, did that, what does that consist of? Do you guys date? Do you go out? Do you get to know one another? How um, in tuned are you with your mate? Um do you get tired of dating them? Are you excited about dating them? And, you know, one thing I like about us is that our dates don't have to consist of lavish dinners nope. or um, or a lot of money spent or anything like, sitting on you the know, couch watching TV. Yeah, you know, we can... Put the kids to bed, we sit on the couch. Bake some cookies. Watching TV for two hours. Yeah. Or just maybe we maybe Fun we don't show. talk. Maybe we just sitting on a couch and we're just talking Hold to each, each other. other. That was new to you. Remember when I you asked me sometimes what I wanted? Um, you know tonight. Pillow talk. And I, yeah, and I want some pillow talk. You know, I just wasn't wanna... using no pillow talk. I was like, man, I don't talk no <laughs> what pillow. What you want to do with this pillow? You know what I mean? I don't like, talk no you pillow. just lay down <laughs> and and get to it. But it's it's more than that. Again, you start talking about love play, and to me that that has that's essential so you know are you dating you know are you dating the one that you love so i i like i like to date you i like to continue to know you because you're going to evolve and um and so will i so when we connect sometimes sometimes we turn off the tv and i ask you to just hold me you know maybe that consists you know that's my date that's my my meaning of a date so what is that dating to your mate you know 
understanding what they expect of you in that and um, how those expectations look as you move forward. But last one is the protect play. Keeping people out of your marital business or relationship, especially family. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Now, this one, this one is is ultimately, um, to me, one of the most important because it is so, it is so essential for you to protect what you have, and everyone, especially your family and your loved ones. No one is going to know what goes on in your house like you. And no one is going to understand what that looks like, what that dynamic involves, except for you. And I remember when we first got married, um, the most the most uh, important advice that we were given was to make sure that we remember that what goes on in your household stays in your household. Yeah. You really don't understand that when you first get married because a part of you still hasn't haven't grown up yet and you don't know what to expect but i remember that you know that advice and it was hard it's hard in the beginning that leave and cleave uh concept is very very hard because the people that you've known in your life are the people that you want to keep in your life not meaning that you have to uh you you have to let them go but you just have to learn to balance what you have now and your new normal is your spouse, your or new, your, mate. your new, your new priority, right, is the family that you now live in the house with. Yeah, whether that be wife, husband, you know, maybe you have some kids or or a child. That's your new family now. That's your new yeah. first family, and your parents, your siblings, grandparents, all they then become secondary. Right, and sometimes it's hard for family to understand that. Hey. I'm not just shunning you guys out and we're never going to talk or we never can be what we once were. I'm just saying that, hey, my priorities now have has shifted. Yeah. Now my wife is my main priority because I'm head of the household and I'm responsible for her and what goes on in this house. And you're going to protect it at any cost. Right. And, and, right. And, and that means that I may not have the time that I used to have with you know hanging out or doing whatever coming over to visit or what now my priorities have shifted and then furthermore with other people be it friends cousins or whatever you can let them in as much as you think you can right but as far as the problems and issues that's going on in your household i'm not gonna be going through something with my wife as a married man and then go ask my friend as a single man what he thinks about what he thinks about my marriage and vice or my, versa my issue in my marriage yeah. he's not married he's not going to understand some of the relationship he may not even be in a relationship period so i'm not going to ask the single guy advice marriage advice if he's not married right. that's like going to ask someone that's broke financial advice like, yeah. why am i asking someone that has never saved anything in their life about how to save. Yeah. It, 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 it makes no sense. So, so what, you know, one of some of the things that we've done to keep that, um, in alignment with the vision of our family is also to seek counsel. You know, we seek spiritual counsel. We seek, um, you know, family, counsel. family, family counsel. Um, anytime, any kind of, 
expertise, you know, a special expertise that is going to allow us to connect and communicate those things, you know, that really matter to us. And, and that is what keeps us at bay, you know, and keeping our family out of our business uh, to an extent they can, and, and you can test them with some information too. If you know, you, you tell your mom a little something and she doesn't handle it well, then most likely if you tell her something bigger or something deeper or something like that, she's probably going to take sides because what we, your family, your family is going to take your yeah, side. You know, the vast majority, now I'm not saying all the time, but the vast majority of the time, if you're, if you've been married for six, let's say you've been married for six months, not even married. Let's say you've been in a relationship for six months and you and that person live together and y'all, y'all been getting into it. And you go to your mom and you say, hey, we've been getting into it. We've been arguing about such and such and such. More than likely, your mom is going to take your side. Yeah. Now, sometimes, you you know, you may you may get that mom that's, that, that'll that call you out on your stuff and say, hey, you know what? You actually in the wrong. But a lot of the times, your mom your or your aunt or or, dad. or your dad or, or whoever it may Brother. be in your family yeah. is going to find some way to take your side. Mm-hmm. And when when that happens, it can cause a division between that other person and your family. And that's what you don't want to do is to mm-hmm. paint your guy or your or your girl out to be the bad person. And then now that causes a rift between that person and your family. I like that you said that because it really is hard to come back from that. It's hard to come back. It's from extremely that. hard. When you have done that and you've already given people ammunition, then that ammunition can definitely cause division. And what'll happen is that you'll see that miss that trust in that relationship suddenly disintegrate. And so, um, with that said, and, and so you'll be thinking, oh, is he really for me? Is she really for me? Um, can I trust them? You know, well, what happens later on in the relationship? So, again, uh, we've had our, definitely have our, had our share. Yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> which is another podcast, family right? Family issues. <laughs> of family issues. But I think, um, ultimately, with our family, and we've also seen our family start to evolve, too. Uh, as we continue to mature in our love and grow in our love and create healthy ba- uh, boundaries for our loved ones, um, we also have seen our loved ones grow around that, too. And I think that's, that's but I something. Think that start, I think that started with the with the protection of our covenant and what we have. That's true. Like, and it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't easy, but at least we yeah. were able to protect what we have and defend each other, mm-hmm. regardless of whether I think that she's in wrong. If we're out, if we're out in public and you know, she's arguing somebody down about something, even if she's in the wrong, I'm going to protect her. Now, when we get home, We'll talk about, hey, I don't think you handled that correctly. You you probably shouldn't have said this, or you probably shouldn't have did this, or whatever the case is. But in public, I'm going to defend her. Right. I'm going to protect her. I'm going to protect what we have. And she's going to do that for me as well. So the, the last one, number 12, protect play, is huge, especially for men because we're the protectors of our family. Mm-hmm. So it's huge to not only physically protect your family but mentally protect your family emotionally protect your family um and 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 to make sure that no outside person or entity infiltrates what you guys have built or 
or what what you guys are building. That's right. That's true. So with that, those are the 12 plays to a successful relationship. Um, Those are just my thoughts, our thoughts on what we think a successful relationship should entail, what it should involve, what it should look like, Mm -hmm. um, just wrapped into 12 steps. Uh, Those are in no particular order. So you can kind of mix and match them whether you want, you know, number four to be number one or, or however you want it to yeah. look. But those just are 12 essentials. Yeah. So um, with that, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Chameleon Love. Again, my name is Vaughn. You can reach me on IG at Vaughn underscore tough. That's V-O-N underscore T-U-F-F. You can also reach us on the Chameleon Love podcast and that's on IG at Chameleon Love Podcast. Again, at Chameleon Love Podcast. Yes, everybody. And you can reach me at Jenny Grind on Instagram, Jennifer Heath on Facebook. And um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. All right, everyone. Thank you again for rocking with us and you listening to Chameleon, Chameleon Love. Love.